Who are you? The Resistance sent me. They sent you. What's special about you? Where are you from? Nowhere. No one's from nowhere. Jakku. All right, that is pretty much nowhere. Why are you here, Ray, from nowhere? The Resistance sent me. We need your help. The First Order's become unstoppable. Why are you here? Something inside me has always been there. But now it's awake. And I'm afraid. I don't know what it is. What to do with it. And I need help. You need a teacher. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair podcast. This is episode number 319. Who's the girl? I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Han Solo and Maz Kanata to my BB-8, we have Carl LeClaire and Katie Horn. <laughs> Maz! Uh, I call Maz. <laughs> Wait, no, I want to be Maz. I want to tell you guys to close your eye. Okay, fine. That's fine. We both, can, can I just at least wear my goggles, too? Okay. Like, can I wear my Vandor goggles? Stare really intensely at John Boyega, just like... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, is, it, is it really episode 319? Yes. Oh, I love that. That's my birthday. Oh, yay! <laughs> That's only like a little over a month away. Yeah, right. I always get well. I get weirdly excited when it's like three thirteen in the after three nineteen in the afternoon. That's <laughs> I'm really like, funny. Oh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> or if it's like a crazy night and you're like going to bed at three nineteen, you're like, it's, yeah, it's three nineteen in the morning. I'm just like, yes, I stayed up until my birthday. Happy birthday, me! <laughs> in the middle of October. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's always my birthday. Nate's just like, Nate's just like, go to bed, Katie. Yeah, he's like, he's like not again. We, every every night, really. Every not night. your birthday. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like, be nice to you. It's my birthday. <laughs> One minute. It's your birthday. Present, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, oh, so, hey, everybody. Welcome, because... We're so excited. We're going to be talking all about Ray in this episode, which I'm so excited to talk about. This is such a phenomenal character, and we're going to break down a little bit of her her evolution throughout episodes seven and eight with uh, a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of guesstimating what might what might be uh, in store for our beloved Ray in episode nine. Yeah, um, marriage, marriage, marriage. <laughs> <gonna> get married. <laughs> 
episode nine is just Ray's wedding. The first hour and a half is picking out flowers, <laughs> table arrangements. <laughs> but 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 Katie, the question is: Yes, who is she marrying? Kylo, Poe, or Finn? Oh, oh. <laughs> do I have to choose? <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, I choose Kylo, but I would read any of those fanfics, honestly. <laughs> honestly every single one. I feel like it's going to be Kira. Kira! <gasps> wait, 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 wait. What? Wouldn't Kira be like Leia's age? I mean, that's okay. Like, get it, girl. Like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Dathmir is kind of like Neverland, so Ooh, she'll be yeah. okay. She will. She's like, she's like, yeah. She's been, she's been like, you know, drinking that Dathmir potion, like staying super young, like mm. Maul, like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, one day, she turns green and fades away. No! Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends, before we get into um, the, oh, the topic dear. on Ray and as well as the matchup that we had from our last episode, uh, we got one of the nicest voicemails um, ever. Because, to be frank, we've never really gotten voicemails, which is great. <laughs> Um, who also happens to be our page, our newest Patreon supporter. So the unofficial but official supporter of this episode of the Wampus Lair is our good friend Jeff Kelts. And Jeff, thank you so much for saving a wounded Wampa and for supporting the show. Oh, thank yes, you, Jeff. The, wound, the wounded Wampa appreciates you most greatly. <laughs> you have the spirit of a true Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Jeff was really kind to, to send in a, a nice, a very nice voicemail, um, which I'm just going to play it. It's it's so kind. Katie, get ready to, to feel emotional because Jeff, Jeff is incredibly kind to all of us. Oh, Hey, okay. Wampus Lair. Jeff here from sunny Fort Myers, Florida. Don't have a question for you. Just, you know, want to kind of chime in and see how much I enjoy your podcast. First time I've ever, uh, you know, left a message or anything like that. And, uh, you know, Carl and Jason, I've listened to you guys for the last three or four years. Just enjoyed everything you've done so much. But, you know, it's for some reason, ever since Katie came on, it just seems like it's completed that trilogy of just a great podcasting crew. And, you know, and, you know, in turn, it's kind of like in my personal trilogy as far as, you know, you guys are in my top three podcasts ever, you know. Colin, Jason, you guys have just been so positive and uh, you know supportive of uh, everything Star Wars, and I, I agree with almost everything you guys have to say. But you know, Katie, I got to give it to you. You know, you know how Luke said, if there's a bright side in the uni- universe, you're on the planet farthest from. But Katie, I have to say, you are in the planet that is nearest to the bright side of the universe because you just you just bring that that energy that. You know, just, can I say that, you know, you complete Colin Jason. Is that tacky? Maybe. Maybe that's Star Wars. Maybe, you know, something else. But, yeah, it just works. So, hey, guys, you know, just loving everything you do. And uh, just want to chime in. I became a Patreon supporter recently, and I'm really, you know, happy about that. And uh, just want to, you know, looking forward to all your additional content. And, uh, you know, Katie, I'm a big mall man, so I'm on your side there. So when you talk mall, my ears perk up. So, hey, guys, uh, you know, hey, wampa wampa. And, you know, sometimes I post that on, uh, you know, Twitter and everything, and I hope everybody gets that, you know, from, you know, back in the day, the old commercial with the kid was, like, screaming, wampa wampa. 
So, hey, guys, when I, you know, reply with Wampa Wampa, you're going to know what I'm talking about. So, hey, this is Jeff uh, Kelts, you know, the Metal Mando, at Jeff Kelts on Twitter. Love everything you do, guys. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Oh, my gosh, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> you made Katie cry. You did. I'm over here. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I, that was I, so sweet. I, I will say, Jeff is right. You complete the podcast. Oh, I love that. That <laughs> we, feels so nice. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Carl and I have had such a good run. We've had such a fun time doing this for so many years. But when we when we decided to ask you to come on, you know, we thought this is going to be really good. We didn't know it was going to be this good because <laughs> literally, you have like punched up the energy oh. <laughs> in the lair so much like i literally get a high off of doing the podcast with you guys now so jeff's right yeah. Jeff's right thank you for that those kind words jeff i love it so much i yeah. i really appreciate that i'm i'm just glad there's people out there that are having as much fun about the with the podcast as we are because we have a lot of fun making it so <laughs> But, oh, Jeff, that's so nice. I really, I thought that was so sweet when you said that I'm the planet that it's nearest <laughs> to the, the bright center. I don't, I don't always feel that way, but it makes, it touches me so much. It, it instills so much warmth inside my heart that, that it comes out. It, it brings but it radiates. Warm feelings to her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love, I love that even though I don't always feel it, I do, I do bring that out and, and it does show. I, sometimes I don't feel like what I feel inside comes out. You know, I don't feel like people can see it, but, but you guys are telling me that you do see it and I love that. That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. No, really, Jeff, thank you. Like, that was, you know, I, I was having a rough go of things there for a couple of days, as you both know, mm-hmm. as I was sharing with you. And I woke up the morning after uh, being a little put off with some things and listened to that voicemail from Jeff. And I was like, wow, that, yeah. that's, you know, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think like, geez, I think Jason and I just get in the way. Um, and Katie, <laughs> Katie does enough. We just, like, we're, just, we're just obstacles to your fans um but uh like I, I i like i couldn't agree more with jeff like you have made this show i, I i've loved everything jason and i've done and and what we've built here but i think you've just made it so much better you know to be completely frank and i want to say this so for folks like that obviously aren't going to know this because it's all behind the scenes stuff the three of us chat pretty regularly like yes. like just on like we'll like just message back and forth on messenger throughout the day um like star wars yeah (laughs) and like like, a lot (laughs) jason and i like would do that occasionally over the years but like and this isn't like obviously slam anything between you and i jason but like having katie kind of in the mix here we've really um yeah like it's just made us all bond so much more and katie will send mm-hmm. something really exciting or i'll send something really exciting jason will send a random f gif and yeah, um right. <laughs> but uh, and, like we just like have a great time with it yeah. um yeah it's it's been such a joy these last few months having you on and i'm, I'm just i'm so grateful that we have you and yeah. you know oh. um I'm very excited that like I I know it's going to be very soon. I, I I was talking with with you know our good friend Joe Hogan last week, and he's been so swamped with so many projects that 
Um, it's just been slow going, but like Katie will be in the official Wampus Lair logo very soon. And I, I promise that we, we all want her in there. Um, I'm not yes. an artist in any way, shape or form. I can't do it. And I can't force Joe to, to just put all of everything else on the back burner for us, but I know it's going to happen soon. So, yes. Um, so for and all we'll, of you we'll are saying, where's Katie? When we get like, it. she's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. She's coming. She's coming. Like, Don't so. worry. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like I, you would ask me to leave my dressing room before I'm ready. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a diva. I'm like, no, my face isn't on yet. <laughs> Carl nearly did a spit take. Um, I did. I just came out my nose. So <laughs> that's like never happened. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable, but... <laughs> I know it burns, right? Yes. <laughs> Correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, uh, so, you know, um, Jeff, thank you so much for that voicemail. And, uh, you know, it's funny because we got a lot of a lot of really wonderful responses in light of the, the last episode we did last week um, where we just, you know, talked about some random stuff, but ultimately opened the show by by talking about, you know, just loving on fandom and 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 and. and you know, the joy of just loving Star Wars. And we got such great feedback to that. So thank you to all of you who wrote in. We also obviously brought up, you know, and invited all of you to, to write in some of your questions. And we've already gotten some great questions. So we will be doing a, a Larry and response episode really, really soon. Um, yes. So keep the questions coming, seriously, through email, yeah. Twitter, whatever you want. Um, uh, we're loving these. And uh, um I'm just waiting till somebody stumps me as hard as Katie did last week with Carl. What does it mean? Han was Han about it. I still don't know. (laughs) There's no answers. (laughs) We just like, we just like go to Pablo's house in the middle of the night, like knocking on his door. What does that mean? Pablo? We're going to have to go to his house to ask this question because he doesn't talk Star Wars on Twitter anymore. Right. We're going to go to his house and like, you know, we, it's, it's, 319 in the afternoon. You have to tell me it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday. All I want to know is what does Han, what's Han about it mean? It's the only gift I ask for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, um, so, well, you know, that's, uh, let's, let's hop into the results from, from our, our, our last matchup from a couple weeks ago where we, where we had a, a really good uh, uh, matchup here between um, the five letter names that both end in NDO. So we had Lando <laughs> versus Hondo. And Jason, what did the Larians have to say about this particular oh, matchup? My goodness, we had like 36 or 37 responses. So uh, I, I, thank you, everyone, for all of your responses and everything you had to say about this. Uh, I really enjoyed some of them. They were very fun. Uh, we did get quite a few rather dashing gifts of lando uh, <laughs> as people's answer so are there are there unflattering gifts of uh, of lando i don't think those exist i just i don't think so yeah i mean <laughs> even when that sarlacc grabs his leg and he goes Bleh! i mean right. he still looks dashing it's still very um, handsome so. it's true <laughs> he makes it well, work <laughs> does he does <laughs> but um <laughs> We have a final Larian tally here after all the answers came in. Um, a Larian tally of 23 for Lando, 12 for Hondo, and one tie. Oh. Uh, the, the tie said basically that it doesn't really matter. The banter between the two of them means we all win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. That's great. Yes, which is probably true. Um, so uh, I'm going to kick it to Carl first. Carl, um, who do you think would win? Um, I'm going to kick it to Katie. <laughs> oh, you're going to kick it to Katie? <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Katie wins. I, I, I the. Uh, I loved the 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 two both the prints that I was able to find. I wanted I always try to find something a little bit different when I when I you know make the little matchup pictures. Yes, and I love both the prints. I found, especially the one of Lando. Like it's such a cool print of of Solo era Lando, and I also love the print of Hondo because it's a very Clone Wars right. Like it's almost like the episode the the episode where Embo's introduced. Yeah, um, <laughs> the one on Felucia. The thing, uh, to be completely honest, if we're talking them right at their like their supreme max talents, I honestly got to give it to Hondo. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely prefer Lando as a character, but Hondo like goes toe to toe with Anakin in an episode of Clone Wars. Like, yes, Anakin certainly wins, but Hondo does okay against the Chosen One, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, that says something about Hondo's skill is a, is a combatant, right? And yes. while I think Lando is good with a gun, I think Hondo's probably just about his equal with a gun. But if he gets in close, Lando's done. So that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like if Lando can keep him at bay, it could be close. They both get some wounds. But if Hondo gets in close, I, I definitely give it to Hondo. So um, I, I, I got to give it a little bit of an edge to Hondo to the, in this one. But what about you, Katie? What do you say? Yeah, I also say Hondo because I feel like yeah, he's scrappier. He's he, I think he's more used to like actually being in a fight, you know, where where Lando obviously Lando can handle a blaster. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way if you know, maybe I could, you know, learn to shoot a gun, right? But I don't think that's necessarily his bread and butter. Lando's bread and butter is, you know, is, you know, playing cards, racing, smooth you know, talking. I, smooth talking. Yeah, I think I think if it came down to to a fight, Hondo's scrappier and Hondo would take it. Um, also, just going to throw it out there that, you know, freaking Lando is like on the run from Aura Singh or he owed her money. And like, but Hondo made it with Aura Singh. Let's just say, let's just put it out there. They, <laughs> like, they snogged on Clone Wars. Right? <laughs> Yeah, like they had, they were close enough that that Hondo thought that maybe Boba Fett could be his son because he thought that <laughs> Boba was Aura Singh's son, and he's like, "Wait, is he mine?" <laughs> there was like, "No." So, so if if Hondo could charm a woman that Lando could not, that Lando was afraid of, I feel I give it to Hondo. Hondo gets the win. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Touché. What, do you, what do you think? I'm going to give it the Wampus Lair trifecta here, Hondo. <gasps> oh, wow. Um, Hondo's, Hondo's my man. I mean, I was getting a little upset watching how how much Lando was getting beat by uh, by Lando here. Um, Other way I was like, there, no! Man. You just said I was surprised how much Lando was getting beat by Lando. Hmm. Oh, sorry. How much Hondo <laughs> was getting beat by Lando. Uh, I, was, I was getting a little upset about it, and I was like, no, no, you can't do that to Hondo. Um, but you're right, you know. Hondo Onaka. I love that guy. You should um, pay for your insolence. Insolence! <laughs> we are pirates! <laughs> we don't even know what that means! Um, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I love it. But you're right. At, at his height, Hondo Onaka managed to survive and pretty well hold his own against the likes of Anakin. 
Obi-Wan, General Grievous, Maul, Savage Opress, Dooku, and Dooku. Dooku. Yeah. And he's still managed to keep going. You know, he had a pirate army all throughout the Clone Wars and, you know, ended up being a major player in some instances. Uh, so, you know, he he's pretty good with the blaster. He's got, you know, the, you're right, Katie, he's got the hand-to-hand stuff. He took out battle droids with a sword, mm. um, a cutlass, an actual cutlass at one <laughs> point. Um, so he's a scrappy survivor, and while I think Lando is definitely – uh, a survivor as well. He's more in the mode of finding ways to avoid trouble when it's yeah. coming his way. Yep. Whereas Hondo stumbles into trouble and finds a way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for that, uh, Hondo Hondo's going to take it for me. Um, but they, that gives a final tally of 23 for Lando, 15 for Hondo, and one tie. So... So I, I do think, however, they would probably end up on the same side more often than not. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sharing some, sharing a good drink and some, uh, some really good music. Capes. <laughs> yeah, and capes. <laughs> and capes. <laughs> um, yes. So, like Jason said, thank you so much to all of the responders. You know, uh, apologies, we don't have the time to read every individual response. Um, but thank you to all of you that participated and, and we love that more and more of you are playing along because it's so much more fun. Um, it is. So it is. we have a poll for you at the end of this, this episode. So certainly stick around for that. Um, also, at the end of this episode, we are going to continue with our Empire Strikes Back radio drama series. And we are into episode four, Fire and Ice, which is also the title of the first Game of Thrones book. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so stick around at the end of the episode if, if you've been listening to the radio dramas. Um, yes. I, I'm so ashamed of how much my ears perked up when you said Fire and Ice. I yeah. was like, wait, Game of Thrones? As soon as I typed it in, because I, like, I, I was looking at the title, I'm like, oh, shut the front door. Fire and Ice, Game of Thrones, what? Yes. Oh, man. I mean, Kira, Kira's already... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't yeah, know. no, it's... it's ew, gosh, it's so good. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I, but uh, I love. I think, the, I think it's time to jump into our topic. I think you're right, Jason. Yes. So. It's just me. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, good old Ray. Hooray for Ray! Hooray for Ray! <laughs> what? What's going on? Wait a second! <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> this is what, not Ray's sleep. It should be. Oh my god! <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Episode 4, Empire Strikes Back, Fire and Ice. Oh my gosh, episode 9, Winter's Coming. Okay, sorry, I had to do that. I meant to be quicker with my response time, and I was not. Kira, like, like, kicks down the front door, you know, on Dathomir, and Maul's like, you've arrived. And she's like, where are my dragons? (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. Oh man. She calls her speeder bikes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, so gosh, Ray, Ray is, uh, everything, everything. Yeah. Angel. (laughs) She's from the moons of Diego, I think. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was a, that was a joke from our chat earlier today, folks. You're welcome. You're smart. How do you know so much? I listen to all the traders and pilots that come through here. I'm a pilot, you know? 
Someday I'm going to fly away from this place. You're a pilot? <laughs> All my life. How long have you been here? Since I was very little. Three, I think. My mom and I were sold to Gardola the Hut, you... but she lost his betting on the pod races. You're a slave? I'm a person and my name is Anakin. I'm sorry. This is a very strange place to me. <laughs> oh, I love Phantom Menace. Um, hey, it's the nose. Oh, we're here to talk about Ray, and I immediately start talking about the Phantom Menace. It's just <laughs> that's just how it goes. Um, well, so one of the th- I want to say this: the thing that struck me most about Ray when we first see her is. You know, she's she's literally a survivor, right? She is yeah. resourceful af. Um and <laughs> um right, like we see her in the belly of a beast, just you know, scavenging for her life. Mm-hmm. Ray is a survivor, and um I love that about her, but my one of my favorite shots that we initially get of Ray, I love that shot of her as she's walking out of the destroyer towards the light. Right. Like you see the light silhouetted, you know, in front of her as she's exiting from her scavenging trip. She's walking into the light. Like, again, I just, it's great visual storytelling that Ray is our new hero. Ray is the one who's walking into the light. She's going to mm. carry us into the light. And I love that. Like, that's our initial introduction to this character is she is a character who brings us into the light. Yeah. 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 No, she's. That opening sequence with her is so interesting to watch, you know, it, yeah. because not a word is spoken. Yeah, not exactly. a word is spoken, but it's so engaging and you, you just can't, you know, help but start wondering who she is, how she got there, what her story is and all this, this sort of stuff. Um, you know, she's lugging a huge, you know, bunch of. Parts, junk, <laughs> junk, you know, back to town to sell it for food, you know, um, and it, and it's just a, you know, what kind of an existence is this and why is she still here? Because she obviously seems resourceful enough to leave, you know, and she kind of wants to. You can tell because, you know, when she's watching the ship take off or she watches the old woman who's still sitting there cleaning the old parts and mm-hmm. kind of goes, oh, I don't want to become that. So, you know, so you kind of get the idea that she wants to leave and she's resourceful enough that she probably could, but why isn't she, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a, you know, it's a great point, Jason, because, you know, another great moment with her early on in force awakens is that moment where she's cleaning her stuff. Right. And she looks across the table and sees this older woman doing the Mm -hmm. same thing. And she freezes for a second, right? She's frozen by the, the in this fear of like, oh God, is this all I'm destined for, right? Like, is this yeah. all my life is going to amount to is just being this scavenger, you know, living by, you know, hand to mouth the rest of my life. And, and you feel for her in that moment. And then shortly after that, you know, you've got her making these etchings on the wall of her, of her home. And like Ray is a character waiting for something, right? Um, yeah. and she... You know, to compare her to, you know, the previous hero of Luke, like Luke longs for something more, um, believes he deserves it. And then you but then you get Ray, who is waiting for something more, which I think is different. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Mm -hmm. um, 
Luke is like he's just kind of dreaming about something more, but Ray's actively waiting on something. Like she, there's something keeping her here, thinking that this is where she needs to be to make her life happen. Um, I, 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 again, like all of my emotional responses to Force Awakens were really encapsulated in those first few viewings when I saw it when it came out, and. That moment when, you know, she's going to Uncar Plut and she's got BB-8 now and, you know, she says, I know all about waiting for my family. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, they'll be back one day. Come on. Like, oh, my heart just breaks for her in that moment because it's like, damn, she just really wants connection. She, she wants her family. Mm-hmm. She wants to belong. Right? Like, that's the redemption yeah. she seeks is simply belonging. Um, and obviously, as we continue ca- talking, like we're going to see how that gets manipulated in Last Jedi, right? Mm. That that longing mm-hmm. for connection, for family. Yeah. Yeah, I think though sometimes people underestimate how closed off Ray is. You know that that introduction to her is almost like deceptively innocent because you know we we get these little private looks at the things that she keeps hidden. You know the things that she keeps away from everybody else. You know she doesn't live in town; she lives far out, away from everybody. And because we see these little like innocent touches that she keeps in her home, you know, the flowers, the little doll, you know, she puts on mm. that helmet and she just looks so cute. Oh, yes. you just want to wrap her up and in it, a big hug. She looks so she's, cute. Does right? she choose that food too? Like there's just like, she, even though she yeah, shoes right? is adorable. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But Katie. then like, but then the, you know, the first words she ever speaks, she's like shouting at somebody mm. and she's angry. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and she, and boom, BB eight's like, Hey, can I stay with you? She's like, no <laughs> hard pass. You may not, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And, and I think, I think we were supposed to understand that BB eight was an exception to her rule. But I think, I think that a lot of people don't get that. They just assume that Ray is nice to everybody and kind when really, I think BB eight, just happened to worm BB-8's way into her heart because she saw herself in BB-8. You know, he's waiting for somebody that said that they would come back for him. You know, so she sees herself in BB-8 and that endears her to BB-8. But most of the time, I think, you know, her introduction to Finn is more how she would treat somebody that she first met. It'd be like, what's your hurry, thief? You know, she immediately is like on guard around Finn and keeps him at arm's length, you know? And it's only like this idea that maybe he could lead her to something more that kind of opens her up to to trusting him maybe a little or working with him or at least getting him off the planet, you know? She she immediately wants to go back to Jakku. She immediately like wants to throw that wall back up and and keep everybody at arm's length, you know? so, so I really think Ray. We we start off the story with Ray as this incredibly guarded person who, you know, she she does want that connection, but it's also what she fears above everything else. Because once she starts letting people in, they're just going to hurt her again, right? They're yeah. just going to leave her behind, and she's not ready yet to let herself be vulnerable in that way. I yeah. think it was in the. Um journey to the force awakens uh the the young reader book i forget what it's called but it had like the short story of poe of finn and of ray mm-hmm. in it yeah and it's this takes place shortly before the force awakens ray has found a ship in the jakku desert mm-hmm. that is largely intact Ooh. and she starts putting it back together mm-hmm. with the idea of maybe she could use it someday well she gets 
you know, because she keeps going out to this certain area, she mm. attracts the attention of a of a brother. I think it's a brother and sister scavenger, um, who end up following her, finding the ship, and offering to help her put it back together. Um, so they do, except once they finally get it all working again, they don't need her, and they take yeah. the ship and leave. Yep. They just leave her behind, like everyone yeah. else. Exactly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. it's hard. Poor Ray. <laughs> and you know something that's interesting about her too. Early on, is right when BB-8 does want to, you know, don't follow me. You know. Yeah. And but then with Finn, you know, just you know, the next day, follow mm-hmm. me. Right? She says, yeah. "Follow me to to Finn." Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. What do you guys think maybe is the importance of that? Like, as I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, interesting enough. So with BBA, she, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like, um, oh my gosh, what's the character's name who's trying to steal BBA? Tito. Um, Tito. Tito. Yeah, she doesn't like Tito. So he just wants you for parts. Right. He doesn't so she, respect anyone. <laughs> I, and, I, and I think that, that that initial, you know, intervention on Ray's part, right? And I also, I also just love that scene where she's kind of sitting in that kind of this silence, you know, and it's it's sort of a peaceful moment, and then you hear BB-8 shriek, and she yeah. jumps into action. To me, that just shows us how inherently good Ray is. Like she, Ray can't ignore the sufferings of others, right? Like right. Ray is inherently good. Like she jumps at at the plight of others. Like it, it causes yeah. her to take action. Um, but then she, but like you, like I, I mean, I love how you're unpacking this, Katie. That she does though ultimately have this this guard up, and she even says to BB-8, like. Don't follow me. Like, yeah. stay away. Um, yeah. <laughs> but BB-8's but then, just nice enough and cute enough oh, and sassy so enough that he worms yeah. her yeah. way, his way into her heart. He and by the hers? time, she, yeah, when he's like sitting there, he's like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but then the very by next the, day, by the time she's taking him into town the next day, she's like, okay, fine, and she's having a conversation with him. Right. So, yeah. and she's like, you know, they'll come back, you know, <laughs> someday. Yeah, and. Yeah. And then that very same day, like she she tells Finn to follow her. And I just feel like there's something there where Ray knows she's important, you know, mm. something um, she's, that wasn't there before. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, she's well, needed. I think it's like, you know, because Finn is wearing Poe's jacket and BB-8 mm. says, you know, it, it belongs to my master, you know. So Ray sees that there's this bigger story going on and she wants to help. I don't know if just now she necessarily I mean. I think she wants to believe that she's important. You know, obviously, like, the story of, of Luke Skywalker, you know, speaks to her. She's heard that legend, and she wants to believe that she could be something bigger and grander. But, you know, right now, at, at the beginning of Force Awakens, I think she just wants to to help, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, her her character, like, mm-hmm. like you said, right, I mean, even, even when they blast off and they're leaving Jakku... Yeah. Her, her first thought is those. I just need to get back there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to help BB-8 get back to the resistance. I want to help you get to the resistance, but I need to get back to Jakku, you know, mm-hmm. because that's where I belong. And it, it, you know, it's the same excuse she's going to get. I get, could take you as far as Anchorhead. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yep. You know, it's 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 that typical, um, 
you know, hero's journey quest in the sense of the refusal of the call, right? Like, yeah, right. Uh, and she, I mean, she initially refuses BB-8's call to adventure, then she resists kind of Finn's call to adventure, then she resists Han's call to adventure, then she resists May, <laughs> Ma, Maz's call. To, right? So she's she's resisting all the invitations initially, and I think it's for all the reasons you said, Katie. Right? She's got that guard up. Uh, yeah, as soon as yeah. she lets someone in, all that means is um, she's going to get hurt. And um, I'm going to jump around a little bit here, and that's fine, yeah. I think. But um, but just thinking about you know um, where that takes us in, um, like to Last Jedi, right? Like she, she she's going to have that powerful vision when she's in Maz's mm-hmm. castle, and the last one of the last things she sees in that vision is being left on Jakku. Um, yeah. Or at least being abandoned there, right? She tells Luke in Last Jedi that she's from Jakku. So if we can believe that to be true, like that's where she grew up. And if what Kylo says is true, that's where her family was. And it's they just left her, right? Yeah. That her family leaves her with Uncarpla, and you know, I don't, I don't know anything intellectually about childhood psychology. I'm just making mm-hmm. guesses at this point, but. I would imagine, from my limited knowledge of, uh, of psychology and the way that stuff works, a child being abandoned like that is going to repress that knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And so when Kylo's, Kylo's the one who forces her to say the truth, right? Like, go on, say it, yeah. right? Like in that confrontation in Snoke's throne room, you know, it's, it's turning that thing on its head where, you know, Vader to Luke just reveals the bitter hard truth. Kylo's, you know, like forcing her to making say, her face yeah it. not yeah, yeah not forcing her because he doesn't force her to say it but he, he's like you know the truth just say it like stop mm-hmm. stop hiding from the truth um Ugh, that's and, so, and it's that's so perfectly kylo because kylo just wants everybody to stop and just say what you know just say it say the truth say yeah. what's true because yeah. leia kept so the, much from him the everybody problem kept with so that the him. problem with uh, sorry i'm gonna get on a little tangent no it's cool kylo it's here. cool yeah the problem with that is he wants everyone to stop the bs Yep. But he's full of it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he is full of it. Like, he is fighting the light tooth and nail. He's huh? talking about how it's still tempting him. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I don't. I, that's not part of me anymore. You know, and he's, you know, that's that's your true self. You've only forgotten, mm. you know, to to pull a quote from luke Um, absolutely true i love how you say that where he's just like everybody just stop the bs it's like kylo look in the mirror right yeah Yeah. but but Uh, you know but that's like that's that moment where mm -hmm. ray has to admit that truth right that she was abandoned and um you know and, and, and it makes sense that that's something you know you know the 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 hardest thing she learns on on Octu is she's her own, you know, she's had to raise her own self. Right. And, um, I think, you know, whatever that, whatever that ultimately means who her parents are, it doesn't really matter for her because they left right. her. Um, and so th- go ahead. Can, can we, can we take a minute and talk about her vision in the cave? Because this is something that I've had kind of problems trying to figure out what it means exactly in our discussion here. I I think I'm, I'm getting the idea that this is, it's telling her you're the only one who determines your future at this point, because you're the only one that you've been able to rely on and that kind of thing. And am I kind of on the right track? Do you think what, 
you know, obviously this is sort of a, a you know, like a Luke Skywalker and the tree thing mm-hmm. where you, there's a bajillion different readings yeah. you can do on it. But what is your interpretation of Ray's vision in the cave in relation to this kind of this, this, this discussion we're having on her story? You know, how do you think that it, that that resonates with her? Well, I think yeah. I, I think you know it. It's telling her that she is the answer. You know, she's she's looking for she's looking for her parents everywhere, and Han Solo now and Luke. You know, she's she's looking for these answers outside of herself. But you know, this cave is telling her that she is the answer. She doesn't need to look for anything except you know that power inside of herself. Um, you know, she even thinks that that. Ben Solo is the answer. You know, how are we going to save the galaxy? Oh, maybe with his help, mm-hmm. you know, this this could be how we win. That's what she yeah. says to Luke. You yeah. know, if we get him to turn, that's yeah. how we win because he's strong enough. You know, she doesn't, she is the answer. But then, of course, when she looks in that mirror and she only sees herself, she interprets that as I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And that yep. that's both going to be her, the source of her strength but also right now it's the source of her pain so you know she she can't she can't draw strength from it until she accepts it you know until she stops lying to herself until she confronts you know that that image in the mirror you know she can't draw strength from it just yet but but she will she will i promise <laughs> yeah no and i i uh, i'm right on board with you katie because it's yeah. And, and and also, like you said, Jason, I think this is one of those scenes like the scene in Empire that'll be mm-hmm. interpreted for years to come. And that's kind of the yep. point of it. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, what's really powerful is immediately after that moment, though, she's she's sitting there, you know, for Skyping with Kylo. And, you know, <laughs> she says, you know, I came here for answers, but I've never felt more alone. And, and mm-hmm. like, right. So like you said, Katie, the, her immediate interpretation of this is I'm you know, I'm perpetually alone. I'm on mm-hmm. my own. And, and the irony and, and, is, is that Luke has just decided he's going to join her. Right. Yeah. And what she's doing changes his mind. Right. So, but yeah. And, and I think like, so she feels so utterly alone in that. And, and Kylo like offers her something. You're not alone. Neither are you, you know? Um, and the thing is, is like Ray certainly is her own answer, but, I'll go back to the wisdom of Vale and say everybody needs someone, you know, mm-hmm. and I think Ray wants someone, right? Like that's I think that's so much of her, so much of her hang up in in Force Awakens is she needs someone um, in the sense of she needs connection, she needs family, she needs relationship. Also, oh, we that all is do. We all right. Do. That Absolutely. is the yeah. most human thing, right? Mm-hmm. All myths are ultimately about how we need connection of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is right. Like, so if you go to the, you know, like as you continue to break down her journey in force awakens, she goes from being this person who is waiting for something, but ultimately thinks she's just on her own to admitting, you know, like Moz is the first to kind of call her out and say like the thing you're waiting for, it's never going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. future is not behind you. It's ahead. Right. Like yeah, Moz yeah. is the one who's trying to reorient her. Like, um, you know, t- to use kind of corny language, but Star Wars language is like, <laughs> look at the stars, right? Like, look, look, look to what's to come and, and head towards that, like head mm-hmm. towards the light that your journey began with visually in this film, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like head, head out of the, the darkness of, of this pointless waiting and, and head into something new. 
And when she finally does do that, right, like it, which is ultimately what leads her to, to Luke at Octo, um, is she goes there and she's utterly disappointed. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, do you? Do you think? And I, I, obviously, I want to get back to the stuff on Octo with Luke, but <laughs> I, 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 do you think by the time we get to the end of the Last Jedi, Ray has finally come to the understanding that in this story, she's not a supporting character; she's the lead, and everyone else is her is there to support her. <laughs> You know, because I feel uh, I feel like she's looking for someone to follow, mm. you know, because, you know, she's she's this backwater girl from from Jakku. That's, you know, well, it's not nowhere. It's well, Jakku. It's, well, I guess that it is pretty much nowhere. Um, so uh, but, you know, it, it's she's looking for someone to guide her to to show her the way to to give her the answers that she's looking for and to to sort of be her guru so to speak so she's you know looks for it in han and then he you know gets killed she looks for it in luke and he doesn't want to give it to her the way that she needs it or the way that she thinks she needs it so she goes to look for it in kylo and ben and he betrays that kind of trust in her, you know, and so now she's got herself to rely on, and she's the one who has to find out the answers. And we got Poe and Finn and Rose and Leia who are going to be there to help her get to where she's supposed to be by pushing her up rather than pulling her along. Oh, 100%. Yes. I mean, she explicitly says, I need someone to show me my place in all of this. You know, she's looking for someone to tell her who she's supposed to be. And by the end of it, she's like, oh, wait, I, I define what this reflection in the mirror is. I define this person. I define me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and then, yeah. And then when she says, I'm Ray, Poe says, I know, like he, he doesn't need her to define that. And he doesn't need to define it either. Like she, she is just, you know, herself unto herself. And it's very, it's very beautiful. I think, I think Ray ends this movie in a very good place. I mean, obviously things aren't perfect yet and things aren't healed. I, you know, there's still a journey to go, but she is much more self-assured at the end of this movie than she is at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I want to talk about that hand touch scene. Cause it's so good. You guys, we were talking, <laughs> we were talking earlier about, you know, she, yeah, she, she's not getting what she needs from Luke. And then, uh, you know, that, that mirror tells her that she's alone, you know, or at least that's how she interprets it. She's like, I, I, I'm looking for answers that I've never felt more alone. And then Kylo says, you're not alone. What I find so beautiful about that moment is that what they're offering each other and what they're, their connection is nothing more than like shared grief and shared pain and compassion. You know, they're, they're not asking anything of each other. You know, this isn't a join me. This isn't a, you know, fight alongside me moment. This is, you know, we've both been so hurt because by now, you know, she, Ray has shared with, uh, with Kylo, what she's been through, what she's experienced and why she feels so alone. And, and, and he has shared with her, you know, why why he fell to the dark side, you know, what what happened between him and Luke. And so they both have this incredible grief that then, you know, makes them feel so isolated. And then they reach out to each other with compassion. And that's able to physically unite them mm. from across a galaxy. You guys, <laughs> compassion unites us from across the galaxy. 
it's we can like we can actually touch each other when we reach out with nothing more than compassion you know with like oh ah it's so good (laughs) it's really good yeah no that's so true and then like Uh, that is the moment where i think she's touching ben solo in that moment mm -hmm. right like she's not touching kylo ren she's touching ben solo Mm -hmm. yeah um and you know as soon as luke shows up so real quick side point do you think kylo sees luke show up yes oh oh yeah yeah i think so i think well i don't know that's actually a really good question because i mean he looks the same way ray does but maybe he's just looking because she does right you know and maybe you know maybe he doesn't he only sees his surroundings he, but, but maybe I, I, but no, like, but I, I think yeah. I think he sees Luke because Luke has now mm. reopened himself to the force. That too. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. Luke clearly sees Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yeah. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Why oh, he he's definitely so does. terrified yeah. in yeah. the moment. Yeah. Right. Which, which is why he has that, you know, reaction. Oh, right. He does. <gasps> no, you're right. Luke has now opened himself up to the force. That's why he couldn't see Kylo before. You know, what's right. that about? Yeah, and he couldn't. He couldn't see Kylo like standing there, and Kylo couldn't see him. Right. So but, he, yeah. but he knows because yeah. he's like Luke. Right. Like he knows yeah. Luke's there. Yeah. I think. I think he could see Kylo, and Kylo could see him. You yeah. know, after he's like opened himself back up to the force. And think, no. think yes. like, and unpacking that, going a little further with with that reality too, Katie. You know, mm-hmm. it, think of the end of the film again with all that rage he has facing off against Luke. It's obviously, yeah. I would say, a lot of that rage is clearly anchored in the past and and, and feeling betrayed by Luke. But also, yeah. it severed his connection for the first connections he's probably had since God knows when. Right. Right. The right. first connection yeah. he finally is able to make with Ray, Luke comes in mm-hmm. and severs that. Yeah. Right. Um, like, that's uh, and then especially the because resentment. like. He he didn't see the lightsaber explode, you know, the the legacy lightsaber. Yeah. So when when Kylo faces off with Luke at the end of that movie, all he sees is like a lightsaber that that Ray took and then gave to Luke apparently to to fight him like that that it's just all sorts of that ending is all sorts of like messed up from Kylo's perspective. Like no wonder yeah. he's so angry. Yeah. Like, yep. Ugh. And then to, to yeah. continue that that line of thought, it, mm-hmm. we have all of that happen. The you know burst of rage at Kylo's realization that Luke has had the last laugh, you know, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes in, sees the force apparition of his father's dice, mm-hmm. looks up, and Ray essentially says goodbye. Yeah. Oh, I want to ask you guys. The Falcon doors. I want to ask you guys. How do you interpret that door closing scene? Because I've gone, I've gone through several cycles with that, where I'm not sure how I interpret it. But I want to hear your your take on Ray. Since this is a Ray episode, we spent a lot of time mm. talking about Kylo, and I apologize. I, yeah. I bring it no, to no. Kylo every time. So, no, what do you I, think Ray is saying when she closes that door? The, it, this is a. It's sort of another Padme thing. You're going down a path I can't follow. Mm, you know, okay. yeah. She is compassionate enough to, mm. I think, reestablish and reconnect if he comes her direction. Mm. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. But he has decided to take on the mantle of supreme leader. She's not going to go that way. Yeah. That that she cannot do that. And so, if he's going to keep pursuing that. I can't see you again. 
yeah. you know, mm. for my own safety, my own sense of well-being, my own purpose, you know, uh, she's going to take care of herself finally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I, I want to con- I want to connect it to something earlier mm-hmm. that's off screen and that's the reality that she doesn't kill Kylo. Right. She could have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny. So um, I was I was putting together at work. So I, I typically preach at work a few times each semester. And I was looking ahead at some of the readings and I was like telling my boss, here's what I want to preach on, blah, blah, blah. And in, at the end of February, there's a, a reading from First Samuel. So I apologize that this is obviously religious for a second. But there's a story in First Samuel. And, and this is how I've actually come to equate um, the understanding that Ray is a new chosen one in the sense that she, and, and, mm-hmm. and that she's not a Skywalker. And I think that's been established very clearly at this point. I, and I no longer want her to be a Skywalker because um, mm-hmm. I think it shortchanges her character and the legacy mm-hmm. yeah. of her character. Um, yeah. I think that that opportunity was there in Force Awakens. They didn't go that route. Um, we can lament that as much as we want, but I think that's where we are. And I think you, I don't, this sounds judgmental, but I just think it's foolish to go back that way. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So if, if for those of you, whether you're, you're a religious person or not, I mean, take it as even just a piece of literature in, in, in one of the Old Testament uh, stories of um, the stories of the King Saul and David, you know, the, the King Saul is the first king of Israel and, and God appoints Saul and Saul ultimately becomes a crap king and God decides it's time to replace Saul. I don't want his descendants to be kings because he's horrible. Therefore his descendants will be horrible. That's, I mean, that's ancient literature. I'm not saying that's the truth today. So God picks David and there's this story in the old Testament where, um, David is being hunted by Saul because Saul wants to wipe David out. He knows that Mm. David's going to be his replacement. So he's hunting for David. Well, one night he and his army fall asleep and David sneaks into the camp and he's standing over a sleeping Saul and he, no, could, that, he could kill him like David's right there. And David's servant even says, I'll drive my spear right through him and pin him to the ground. And David says, don't do it. That's God's anointed. And I trust what God has in store. And that, David leaves, um, but like leaves a message for Saul that basically says, I could have killed you, but I chose not to. Yeah, um, no, that's, that, that's a crazy story. And it, I, the way I've, I've heard it told is that they're, they, they're on the march looking for David. And and they're hiding it. David and his men are hiding in a cave, and Saul goes to the cave to relieve himself. You know? <laughs> like a Tyrion Lannister. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he takes off his overcloak, um, and David and his men are hiding in the back of this very cave, and they're like, "We could take him. We could walk out with his head, and you could take his army right here, right now." And David's like, no, that's God's anointed one. I'm not going to do that. And so he takes a, he takes his knife, cuts a, a scrap off of Saul's coat. And then after Saul's back on his horse and they're walking out, David comes out of the cave and says, Saul, I didn't do this. And Saul goes, okay, fine. And like leaves him alone for like the next six months or something until he gets another right, right. bee in his bonnet and decides he's going to hunt David again. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But that's – yeah, that's that, ancient Israelite, you know, soap opera. Um, right. So. <laughs> but the, the thing is that like, so again, like for my own, you know, right. I always interpret Star Wars through my own milieu, my own experience, what I understand. Yeah. And we my understanding is that like uh, Ray is basically like David. She's the new she's the the new anointed one because the last lineage fell short. Um, it doesn't mean that the Skywalkers are all inherently evil or flawed or broken, but it's just it's time to reestablish something new. The force is picking yeah. something someone new. To, to make up for the mistakes. So, but I, so I love that moment because again, it's off screen, but yeah. 
Ray could have easily killed Kylo in that moment, right? He's down for the count. She could have ended it right there. But she doesn't because of, I think, the same reason of David. It's like, I respect who you are. You know, she she knows the story. She knows this Skywalker story. I thought it was all a legend. She knows now it's true. And even, I mean, Kylo used that against her. You know, you're nothing. You're nobody in this story. Um, but so I I bring all that up. I bring that tangent up to go to your to your question here about when she closes that door. I think she's closing that door on the reality of like, I reject Kylo Ren. Ben, come find me. Yeah. Like, it's almost like that. Like <laughs> I, I see it as, is she rejects the perversion yeah. of Ben Solo, mm-hmm. but she, she has, she still has this compassion for Ben because if she didn't, she would have killed him. Right. Yeah. She yeah. had the chance, but her closing the door then is, it's almost like her shaking her head. Like you're better than this dude. Like you're better yeah. than this. Ben, come find me. I'm closing yeah. the door on Kylo though. So, I feel that. Yeah. I feel yeah. like for me, for me, it's not so much like, I'm, I'm closing the door and we're done forever. Yeah, for me, no, it's like, no, I'm no. not staying here with you. You mm-hmm. you can wallow down there if you want, because I, I can't drag you out of it. And I, I'm going to go do something else. I am not, I'm not going down there to wallow with you. I'm not like good for yeah. her. Good for her, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, Ben yeah. Solo, go find her. Like, get your act together, Ben Solo. Yep. And go get your girl. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, the, yes, I feel like, you know, Ray is just so incredibly developed in Last Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is. That's the point of a middle chapter movie, right? Yeah. All of our characters face the worst of things. Um, Ray fe- faces the worst of thinking like she really is alone. She's been abandoned and now mm-hmm. she has to accept that and come to terms with that. Um, but she's the thing that, like if you don't love Ray, I, I just like uh, I hate actually. I don't want to say this. I hate when people say, "Look, if you don't love this, then you don't." Whatever, fill in the blank. Because <laughs> I find that statement just mean. But like, I just have nothing but respect for Ray's character. Because again, Ray is someone who's lost everything, is afraid of ca- reconnecting because of that fear of getting burned again, and yet when she finally has that opportunity, this is a character that is confident enough herself and 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 so assure of assured of what goodness is that she rejects a perverted connection right mm-hmm. like when she yeah. goes i mean it's initially it's not a she really does she leaves i mean right when she leaves octu she tells luke like i really believe that like i know that he's still there and i can change him and i can turn him luke's like no you you can't do it, right I, mean, I love that moment she offers him the blade one last time well then yeah. the hell with you luke because and, I also kind of like that about Ray, you know, like, again, I, I, I can understand why, why, you know, fans are still somewhat like bothered by the fact that Luke continually rejects, rejects, rejects for so long. Um, it's not his story, though, anymore. Right. This no. is Ray's story. And in that moment, Ray, Ray is us. I really feel like in all of yeah. Octu, she's us in the sense of she's us when she offers that lightsaber the initial time and is flabbergasted when he tosses it she is us when luke says the you know the legacy of the jedi is failure that's not true that's us right that star wars fandom ray is us in those moments that's not true right she's so ardent to defend the legacy of the jedi that's us when luke says to her like that's not going to go the way well then please for the love of the force come with (laughs) me i need you 
then you know what the hell in this is why i love ray though she's not going to just keep like I, the way you just put it so beautifully katie she's not going to wallow with bet with mm-hmm. kylo ren she's not going to wallow in luke's self-regret in luke's you know um self-imposed exile because of his failure ray is somebody who's like i'm in motion now and i'm mm-hmm. going to yeah. keep moving you know, Luke, fine. You want to stay has, here like a bump on the She has waited log? long enough. That yep. too, yeah. <laughs> and like, waited long enough. She's not going to wait for Luke to she, get his act together. And that's what makes her the heroine. That's what makes yeah. her the commendable character of this trilogy is we should be like her. Is mm-hmm. she perfect in this movie? No. And for everybody no. who says she is, she's, de- she's wrong here. She's wrong. But her heart is in such a good place. And she has the courage to just go after it. And I love that about Ray. Um, and and I, I know I said this to you guys a little bit earlier in, in the message, but um, and I can't help but connect it to Solo because I love that movie. <laughs> when Ray goes there and they confront Snoke and Kylo turns on Snoke and pulls that lightsaber and Ray catches it, which like, let's not all let's all be honest. That is one of the coolest moments in Star Wars, like yeah, all of Star Wars. That is badass. She catches it, the force theme, and she looks at Kylo. I should correct that. She looks at Ben, what she assumes to be Ben, and thinks she's won. And to me, it's that moment at the end of Solo when Han watches Kira kill Dryden, and he goes and kisses her and thinks, like, oh, yes, I've got everything. Like, this is what I wanted. Like, I've, I've got the woman of, you know, I've got the woman of my dreams back. Like, she's free of that debt she had. We can go be free together. And he loses her. This is Ray in that moment. Like they kill all the guards, the fleet, tell them to stop firing on the fleet. There's still time. He's not, nope, not going to happen. And it's like my heart breaks for Han in that moment. And my heart breaks for Ray in this moment because it's like everything you want, you think it's right here and it's not. I can't tell you like how many Raylos I've seen that, you know, pull up gifts of, you know, um, Kira looking down at Han as the ship flies away. And then also like Ray looking down at Kylo as she closes the door. Like those, those moments are always like paralleled in the Raylo, the Raylo fandom. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It it is. It's so heartbreaking. It really is because she, no, she leaves Luke. She's done waiting. She's in motion, like we've said, and she wholeheartedly believes that the good in Ben just needs that little push. She is naive, though, to think that it's going to go just like it happened with Luke and Vader. Mm. She is naive, you know, but aren't all of our heroes in this story a little naive in yeah. some cases? Oh, Anakin's certainly. naive because he, you know devotes himself to this kindly old man Palpatine who's just manipulating him from the get-go. Luke is definitely a naive farm boy. I mean, you know, he gets called that all the time, you know, silly little farm boy. But (laughs) And then Ray's naive because she is, you know, a very sheltered person who is just now getting, you know, exposure to the wider world in a sense. And, and, she, you know, she's heard the legends of Luke Skywalker and and the way that, you know, perhaps he's defeated Vader and all this stuff. So he turned Vader. He he redeemed Anakin. I, 
I can do that with Ben. That's that's how this thing works, right? You know, <laughs> that's how the story goes. It's exactly, it's how the story goes, and she's had that personal connection with Ben, not mm-hmm. Kylo, with Ben. Yeah, and so she's like, I can reach him. I know he's there. I can do this. But Ben is digging in his heels. Kylo is digging in his heels, and will not relinquish control. Yeah, yeah. you know. And now that he has the opportunity to take the mantle of the man who abused him emotionally for years now, he's going to, you know, try and revel in that. But I think he finds that mantle doesn't quite fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know what I love, too, is then so as soon as Ray is faced with that, that hard truth of like Ben's not ready, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What does she immediately do, which I love? So he offers his hand. Right. You know, come with me, please. So he yeah. offers her the, this path towards power and dominance. Right. That's what he's after. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that it's that age old thing that Vader wanted. It's the age old thing Palpatine wants. Even Snoke wants. Right? Love can't it's, save you. Only my new power can. Yeah. It's that oh. same yeah. reality. So he offers that hand. But right. It's a gloved hand. It's no longer yeah. that flesh hand. She doesn't want to touch that. She's not interested in Kylo. And this is what I love. So what she does, she lifts her hand and goes to pull that lightsaber away, which to me, and again, this is my interpretation, is this is her trying to pull that legacy away from him. You don't deserve this. It's almost like how I interpret it. Like this isn't this legacy isn't safe with you. I'm gonna take it. You know, well and it um, and it flashes right back to what happened on the the snowy slopes of Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens when the lightsaber skipped Kylo. Yeah. It nearly took his head off and it went to Rey's hand, which that is one of the most epic moments in Star Wars, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, me it's like she's she's taking the steps she needs to, like, empower herself. She's claiming Mm. that power because, you know... I don't think Kylo would have just let her leave, honestly. You no. know, so she needed to to empower herself to to leave. You know, yeah. so she yeah, so she takes that that lightsaber away from him, disarms him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I think it says something that the lightsaber is is split. You know, it doesn't mm. know who to go to because they're both just so. I don't know. Well, they're both very self assured. To to continue on Carl's train of yeah. thought there. It, that's the legacy, yeah. you know, that lightsaber mm-hmm. is the legacy of Anakin, of Luke, of Ben to some extent, you know, um, and Ray has wielded that for the last, you know, week to two. Yeah. Right, <laughs> week. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the last week, zero amount of time. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> but, you know, but that legacy now mm-hmm. is broken. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Legacy is broken and something new has to come in. Which is why I'm desperately hoping that Ray builds herself a green lightsaber for episode nine. Um Yeah, do we want to jump into predictions? Like what do you think she's gonna do with with uh with that lightsaber? Because I'm I'm hoping real hard for that double bladed Darth Maul lightsaber. I'm hoping real hard. Because we saw the kyber crystal inside that saber was cracked. So she could take the two pieces and make a sa- saber staff. Yeah. Darth Maul lightsaber. I mean, on, Ray. <laughs> that's possible. I don't know, though. I, I don't. Mm. The question is, does a cracked kyber crystal 
function properly anymore. No, why not? You know? Why not? Well, you see what happened to Kylo's saber. I, yeah. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> just like <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. You know, we, we, there's been so much. You know, uh, you know, expanded on on, on the Kybers themselves. Yeah. You know that I'm like I, I don't know. But I'm just like I don't know. I feel like you ask me, is that possible? And my answer is, it's fake and in space. So yeah, it's it's totally possible. <laughs> totally <laughs> valid answer. Whatever, totally valid answer. Whatever gets me to you know whatever gets me from point A to point B where Ray has a Darth Maul lightsaber. That's all. Like like they they show her swinging around that staff. Like what. It, what's the point of that if they're not going to pay it off with a double bladed lightsaber? <laughs> do you I need, mean, do you I'd need be okay two kybers for a oh. double bladed or no? Huh? Do you need a, two kyber crystals for a double bladed lightsaber? Oh yes, you yeah, do? you do. Okay, yeah, that's that's been established. But I mean, yeah, like, there are two blades. You can okay. always change it because it's fake and in space. So <laughs> <laughs> point taken. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as as it stands right now, you do need two. And since it cracked in half, I'm like, that's that's enough. You got two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's true. It's like when uh, Oscar Isaac asked Harrison Ford in Force Awakens, like, you know, whoa, what's it like? How do I pretend? You know, like, how do I get into character like flying the ship? It's not real, kid. It's not real, kid. Do we want to jump into the episode nine predictions for Ray or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know. It, oh, jeez. I, I just realized the time we've been talking. Yeah. <laughs> for a really bit, quick yeah. before we do. I, and sure. I, this is no offense, Chase, but this is like specifically for you, Katie, because I think you you've been the one to educate both of us plus lots of uh, tons of folks listening. What chart for us the heroine's journey through seven and eight? You know, what are the boxes that are being checked so far from this story, as you see it? Um, yeah, and 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 because I think that'll help us. It, maybe do a little bit of more educated speculating for nine. Like seriously, I don't know much about this heroine's journey. I love that you've been teaching us about it. So how is, how is Ray's journey been checking those boxes? Um, well, so far at, at the end of nine, she has healed the wounded eight. feminine. Oh, sorry. You're right. By the end of eight, <laughs> she has healed the wounded feminine and, and the, the, the heroine's journey, she needs to, um, find wholeness, find oneness and, and, and heal a split that's been created, which is, you know, which is such a perfect story for star Wars. Mm. You know, what, what better universe to play around with that idea than in star Wars, where we have this binary of dark and light, you know, and we have, you know, a galaxy that's been split in two, you know, and she, she's going, she has to heal and, and unite this, uh, the split. And what she has left to do basically is to heal the wounded masculine, which is, which is Kylo, mm. <laughs> the animus. Yeah. Um, so she, she has at this point, um, you know, she's, um, shed what they call, uh, the, her resentment of her mother. She is, she has shed that she has shed her idolization of the father being Luke. Um, so in, in taking these steps to heal herself, she is now, um, equipped to heal the, the split in, in the world, you know, which is that, that's what I think is going to happen in nine. You know, we, we've set her up so far that, that she is now self-assured enough. You know, she has, um, you know, uh, shed whatever resentment she had for her parents. She's like, that's in the past now. I, I'm me. And she has shed whatever idolization she had for Luke and the Jedi. She's like, that's also, that's gone now. I'm me. I'm the future of the Jedi. And what's left is to heal Kylo Ren. 
and you know you could say it should that necessarily be a woman's job to to heal this other person and i'm like no no that's not her job but in the role of the story her compassion and her being herself you know self-assured of herself will ultimately lead to the healing you know so that's that's where I see it yeah, going. I no, always that's... look at this from like a very very Raylo you know point of view, um, mm. which you could take to be not romantic. You know, maybe she heals him and they don't you know become a couple. Mm. Sure. <laughs> maybe they don't kiss. I would like them to, but maybe they don't. I I do see her as being like she's going to heal the split between the Jedi and the Sith, the light and the dark, the the First Order and the Republic. She's going to mend that wound. And uh, and we're gonna rise up as something new. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, okay. that's really helpful. Thank you. Mm. Yes. Um. Interesting things to ponder now. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, right? Because one of the you know every Star Wars fan loves to speculate. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> oh yes, it's part of fan. <laughs> oh yes, we it's, do. It's an integral part. <laughs> um. You know, I think there's probably a lot of people in the camp who are like, oh, I think she, she'll, she'll kill Kylo, right? Like, that's her destiny. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill Kylo, and that'll fix everything. And um, I'm sure there are arguments as to why that could make sense. Um, but I really think, you know, um, I feel, Katie, I feel like you need to tweet at Ryan Johnson because, like, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I think creators respond better to individuals' Twitter accounts mm-hmm. than they do, like, a random podcast page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel you just got to like at Ryan Johnson and just be like, are you purposely doing the heroine's journey? Like I, I, oh, really, step, yeah. I do really yeah. want to know if like that was in the creator's minds, both for JJ and Ryan. And, and, um, I feel like it was. Yeah. I feel that so I, strongly, especially when you hear Ryan, uh, um, JJ Abrams talk about, you know, making the force awakens and how it needed to be like a fairy tale and classic fairy tales are just seeped in the heroine's journey. So I feel, nice. I feel like, yes, I okay. feel it. Good. All right. Um, so, like, be that as it may then, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. where we need to go then is kind of that route of is what is she going to do with Kylo? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's, it's, it's not Ray's job to win the war against the First Order in the mm-hmm. same way that it wasn't Luke's job to win the war against the Empire. I mean, if you really think about it, Return of the Jedi, the Empire is ultimately defeated through the likes of Han and Leia and Lando and uh, Admiral Akbar and yep. Wedge, right? It's all those soldiers that ultimately win that fight. Luke is kind of out of the fight in a way. I mean, he's he's fighting that personal fight, that spiritual fight, you know? Um, for the soul of, of... Yeah, for the soul of the galaxy. Because, yeah. you know, if uh, Luke's in there, I mean, Luke goes there, right? Like in Return of the Jedi, he goes there expecting to die. Yeah. Um, he yeah. expects the rebels to succeed in their plan and die on the Death Star, you know, with Vader and the Emperor. He makes that very clear. Yeah. Um, and nothing he does changes any of that, right? It's the tenacity of, of, of Han and Leia and the Ewoks. It's the tenacity <laughs> of the rebel fleet that wins the day. So it's not Luke's job to win that war. Just like I don't think it's Ray's job to win this war. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of, like you said, Katie, it's mending the wounds of what's deeply broken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that spiritual, uh, redemption really. I mean, and that's always been the story of star Wars. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I don't mean religious redemption. I don't mean this in like some <laughs> Christian vein. I don't think it's specific to that, but there is a spiritual journey in star Wars that I think is, has been taken up again in the sequel trilogy. And that comes down to the Ray Kylo factor. Um, yeah. And I think for Ray, um, you know, 
now, Grant, all we've and so uh, feel free to silence your your microphones for like ten seconds if you need to because this is a very minor spoiler. Um, but okay, so here it comes. So heads up, if you don't want to know anything spoiler wise, just mute this for like the next ten seconds. <laughs> here it goes. Um, John Boyega apparently stated that nine is going to take place one year after Last Jedi, right? Mm. Now, again, that's John Boyega saying one thing, supposedly. <laughs> Suppo- yeah. Yes. Right? That's not So confirmed. it could be complete garbage. It could be factual. I'm, I'm definitely not in the camp where people are like, oh, nine is going to be five to ten years later. F that. It's Ooh. definitely not. It's definitely not. The most that's, I see it is like two or three leap, years. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not. You know, you've got people... You know, and I, I'm sorry. I, this sounds really rude, and I, I don't. I'm, I apologize. Right? I don't mean that, but I just I can't get on board with the people who think it's going to be long down the road. And Ray's got her own new Jedi Order. There's not going to be a new Jedi Order in the no. nine. I just don't see that. Um, it also doesn't make story sense. Um, no. In the same way that if Return of the Jedi opened with Luke having a Jedi Academy, they'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> right. no, that's not going to happen. That he's not there yet, and Ray's not going to be there yet. I think it's going to open with. You know, Ray doing a lot of soul searching, and um, I don't know specifically what that's going to look like, but I think Ray's journey in nine is ultimately how do I fix the rupture of Kylo and Ben, like you mm-hmm. said, Katie. Um, so I ultimately see it as her redeeming Ben Solo. Um, I don't, I for myself, I don't know specifically what that's going to look like. I don't even want to speculate. Um, sure, yeah, because in some ways, I don't want to get it too attached to what I'm speculating and then be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think she'll redeem him. Now, whether that means he survives, I don't know. Um, Whether that means they end up a romantic couple, I don't know. Um, Part of me doesn't care. Um, You know, and (laughs) and I don't mean that to be dismissive. I think, I think if that's that there's food for that reality. And I think if, if it's there, great. Um, I think there's food for not that being a reality. And I think that's also okay. But I do think she needs to, re- she needs to redeem him. And I'm with you, Katie. I don't think that's her job to fix the man here. But yeah, right? I think yeah. <laughs> in this story, though, is that's her battle. The battle of Poe and Finn is to defeat the First Order. Rey's yeah. battle is with Kylo Ren. In the same yeah. way that in Return of the Jedi, Luke's battle is with Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. Right? Yeah. So. Yep. No, I I'm totally in agreement here um, that that Ray Ray is really going to be trying to search out how best to to deal with this quandary of of Ben and Kylo. You know, what do we do about this? Because she obviously cares deeply about what happens to him now. You know, she she can't follow down the the road Kylo is going, but she cares deeply about what happens, um, and I think she probably is in a good way still naive enough to believe that you know he is still reachable ben is still reachable um and i agree it's going to come down to however they want to do this you know however that that healing happens whether it's you know striking down in a battle and he finally is able to let the, the Kylo Ren go um, and just accept, you know, the, the return to the light on his deathbed in a similar vein to, to Vader, or if he survives and, and finds, they find a way to reintegrate him back into the Republic, into society that way. Um, great. 
maybe, you know, and this is sort of uh, an idea I've had a couple of times is maybe she helps him break free of the, the Knights of Ren and the dark side. (laughs) Right. Right. And, you know, I wonder how they're going to play into this, if at all, um, which I hope. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think but they, I think they have to be in some way, it, yeah. especially um, if JJ's coming back to right. It. Like he created um, that. He's going to bring it in in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, the Knights of Ren are kind of like uh, Kylo's own version of the Praetorian Guards, in a sense, perhaps. Mm. Um, but um, so perhaps she helps him break free of that, break free of the, the grip that the dark side has had on him. But he's still soul-searching, and so he goes off at the end to sort of wander the galaxy to try and figure out who he is and mm-hmm. and what his future really means now. You know, that's kind of an idea I've had is that, you know, in a lot of these, these hero epics, at the end, the hero ends up going off by themselves, away from everything. The, the battle is won. You know, the, the, the victory is secured. Things are going back to normal. There's a happy ending, and the hero goes off into the sunset, you know. Which was on the, one of the early drafts for Return of the Jedi. Luke oh, never, yeah. Knew, yeah. Luke never actually goes up to the Ewok party. He burns, <laughs> he burns the Vader stuff and then leaves. Yeah, just walks um, away. But yeah. George yeah. decided against it, which I understand. Um, yes. Yeah. Although they kind of, you know, retroactively had him doing that after Ewok celebration. He sort of goes off on his own quest, you know, after that. So, you know, we, we, we kind of picked that up in, um, you know, the, some of the, the ancillary material between six and seven. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the idea of perhaps she sets him free in a sense. Mm-hmm. And he takes that opportunity to go try and reconnect and try and figure out who he is and maybe they'll see each other again someday. Maybe not, Mm. you know, I have, I have two, two more Ray ending questions for you guys. And the first one is, do you think she dies? Oh, no, no, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I just don't. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm going to knock on some wood here. (laughs) 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 I don't think, I don't think she dies. Uh, maybe that's arrogant to say, but I don't feel I don't feel that. Um, then I guess my second question is: since she's not dying, where does her wedding take place at the end of episode nine? <laughs> <She's> just, <laughs> Dagobah. I hope Dagobah, because I just really hate go uh, uh, in the swamp. Yeah, no, probably Naboo. Naboo. Yeah, probably Naboo. We're gonna go back to Naboo, bring it all the way back to the <gasps> Phantom Menace. Oh, oh you think it just glorious. ends the same way as like Attack of the Clones? You know, dun da 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 da. You see three people and R two like B eight are there. Wait, what? Except it's a new love theme. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh, oh my god. <laughs> if they wrote a Raylo love theme, I would just <laughs> would not be able to. Like, I just can't. I mean, yeah. bold of me to assume I'm going to survive episode nine anyway. Like, it's just gonna wreck me no matter what happens. <laughs> I do want like that that perfect like recreation shot of Anakin and Padme's wedding, except like BB-8 is there, <laughs> and Poe and Finn and, and um, Rose are there. Oh my yeah. god, yes! And then for Jeez. Carl, we've got the Force Ghosts of Luke, Leia, and Han. <gasps> yeah, perfect. Yes. Oh my gosh, the 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 Force Ghost of Han like, or, you know, gives the bride away. 
<laughs> the force ghost of Luke officiates. Like, yeah. uh, oh. no, Leia officiates. Leia, Leia yeah. officiates. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Luke, uh, Han gives Kylo away, and Luke gives Ray away, and <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be glorious. Rose is just trying to wipe away tears because it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Ray yeah. throws the bouquet. Hux catches it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Now I can see I see Kylo killing Hux. I I'm yeah. sorry, Katie, but I oh, yeah. yeah. I know you love him, but I just I see Kylo killing Hux. That I see one or several stormtroopers killing Hux. That's how I see that shaking out. No, I see the way I see it is uh Poe and Hux are going head to head uh final confrontation ship to ship and Hux goes down with the ship. Oh, snap. You know, much in the way. Uh, like, upon like, my what, achievement. Exactly. <laughs> like like uh, the, the main villain in Pirates of the Caribbean 3, you know, and he's just sort of walking down the steps in slow motion as the ship explodes around him, you know. Yeah, he was Mr. Collins in Pride and Prejudice, so I can't remember his Pirates of the Caribbean name. Yeah, I don't <laughs> called right. Mr. Collins. <laughs> there we go. But yeah. No, yeah. I, I kind of see something more like that. I, Hux I th- episode? We should do a Hux episode. Hux episode. Hux episode? Yeah. I, Hux I, episode. I think you can get somebody to fill in for me because I got nothing to say about him. So. Oh, I have plenty. Uh, I have plenty okay. to say about General <laughs> Hux. I like him in Force Awakens fine. Last Jedi, he leaves a lot to be desired for me. So, um, <laughs> Your opinion oh, of him is that of Snoke's opinion. He's yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. My, my disappointment in you could not be more overstated. Um, fine. I'll, do, I'll do a Hux episode and I'll do impersonations of Carl and Jason the whole time. <laughs> just having a three-way conversation with myself. Just, <laughs> just, just all about General Hux. Um, oh, my gosh. No, but, you know, so for Ray though, like, I really do think her journey ends um, with that of redemption, you know? And yeah. um, mm-hmm. the thing, like, you know, if if you want to compare in some way, and I think it, it's not a long shot to do this, Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, Empire ends with Luke rejecting Vader's offer, mm-hmm. but knowing the bitter truth that it's his father. Now, I think, again, I wasn't alive at that time, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of fans were speculating that Luke would still inevitably kill Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. the way it's going to go down. And I think a lot of us think, well, like, oh, yeah, Ray will probably just kill Kylo in nine. But I don't think it's that simple. Um, mm-hmm. It can't be. Um, and I will say this, like, yes, like, Vader is Luke's father. But Luke's relationship with Vader in four and five is one of just that of a hero with a monster. Yeah. Right. So at least with Ray and Kylo, like there's been something developed in this movie. They, they form a bond. Like you, you know, you've stressed on so beautifully, Katie, the, that moment of them touching hands, they have a bond. There is something there. So there is certainly much more reason to believe that Ray can save Kylo than Luke could have yeah. saved Vader, you know? Oh yeah. Certainly. Um, and again, I don't know what exactly that'll look like, but I think, you know, Ray is a character who goes from believing she's insignificant and nothing mm-hmm. to the, I would say the end of eight, knowing she's wildly important. She's not arrogant about it, no. but she knows how important she is and is really, she really believes in herself 
in all the right ways that I think when we roll around to nine, she's just going to know what to do in the same way that Luke inevitably ended up knowing what to do with his own father, right? The counsel he gets in the middle of Return of the Jedi from Obi-Wan is Obi-Wan is kind of still implying you need to destroy him, defeat him. But Luke knows there's something bigger. And I think in the same way that when Rey leaves Luke on Octo in Last mm-hmm. Jedi, she knows there's more to Kylo than what Luke is willing to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, certainly. Yeah. And I think I think we will probably – this is a side tangent. I think we'll probably see some sort of redemptive aspect to Luke you know, as he's gained perspective as a force ghost, you know, and, and really takes to heart the lesson Yoda taught him in Last Jedi, you know, of learning from failure. Um, I really think, you know, I think Luke will have a conversation with Leia, or not Leia, uh, uh, Ray at some point in this movie, and I think he will be a lot more helpful to Ray than Obi-Wan was to Luke in Return of the Jedi. Oh goodness. So, <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> um, but my other question now is mm-hmm. after all is said and done, after the resistance wins, after whatever redemption Kylo gets happens, do we see Ray, you know, sort of joining up with her friends and and just sort of living her merry life, or do we see her actively pursuing a rebuilding of some sort of Jedi order. Oh, that's the question, isn't it? Because isn't that where it started to go downhill for Luke was, you know, forgetting those connections and, and you know, when he, when he cut himself off, that's where it all went wrong. You know, and, the, and isn't that where the Jedi went so terribly wrong? They they were also, like, so detached from everything. And, you know, they, they sat in the clouds above everybody, you know, they, they, they didn't see what was going on around them. And I don't think, you know, Ray could ever stop seeing, you know, she's been so low, mm. you know, she, she knows, you know, just, just the, the real, you know, horrors that people can actually face. And I, I don't think, I don't think she could ever, I don't know, start an academy like that. I, I don't see her ever being like headmistress of some magic Jedi school, you know, <laughs> So I don't, I don't know what that There's looks no like. There's no Hogwarts in space. Right, you know, right, right. For... <laughs> I, yeah, so, so yeah, that's a bigger question for me, more so than how does she redeem Ben Solo, because I almost take that for granted at this point. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. For me, it's how does she redeem the Jedi? You know, where does she, how does she move forward like that in a way that Luke couldn't, apparently? You yeah. know, that, yeah. that's the question. I have no answer for you, Jason. I that's the question. Yeah. Yes. So, but you know, but she, cause she's got the ancient Jedi texts. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. got them. She's keeping them safe. They're precious to her and she's going to, she's going to be studying them. We know this, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just wondering where, where she goes. And, and obviously the, you know, if she is re- rebuilding some sort of Jedi order, there's many different ways it could look, Oh yeah. you know, and many different ways it could be integrated with the culture or not. Um, but I'm just curious to see if you think that that is a path that she takes or not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, what is, if Han was Han about it, what does that mean? I'm just, <laughs> uh, I have no answer. Ray was uh, Ray about it. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, 
Yeah, I don't see her becoming some like formalized Jedi Master with an academy at the end of nine. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't see that. No. Um Yeah. I that yeah, like I'm with you, Katie. I think that's just a big question that we just need to leave unanswered right now. And do you think um, yeah. Do you think maybe during the course of nine she finds someone? You know, we we're introduced to a new character who might be force sensitive. And then at the end, she goes and finds that character and is like, hey, let me teach you some things. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, let's look at it like, real quick, kind of like last question, because then we've we, okay. we got to wrap this up. Um, yeah. But looking at – and again, I'm, I'm, just, I'm obviously just comparing this to, to Luke's journey in the original trilogy. Luke has a very clear structure to his character story in the sense of – right. I always love the quote – from A New Hope where he says, I want to learn the ways of the Force to become a Jedi like a father, like my father. And then, you know, you get the quote, Return of the Jedi, I am a Jedi like my father before me. He's come full circle, right? Yeah. He had yes. a goal, he set out for it, and he succeeded. What's Ray's goal? Right? At the end of maybe seven. It's not stated. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, what it's- is she ultimately after? Because I think that tells us about where she, in some way, ends up. Yeah. Um, I don't think, and, and again, this isn't a knock on Ray or anything like that, but Luke's, Luke's journey is so clear, right? It's so clear. Yeah. Ray's is a little bit grayer. Um, I also think there's a, a value in that because I think the world in which we live is a little more grayer. So I think these, the new story is trying to navigate that in the same way that George was writing in a very pessimistic time period. So he just wanted to write a fun, optimistic story with a very mm-hmm. clear story. But I think the sequel trilogy is navigating a very gray world, a very you know um, convoluted, chaotic world, and yeah. still tr- you know still giving us a heroically good character like Ray. But I don't know that her path is quite as clear. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And again, this isn't an indictment or anything. But no, you're right. I think that's kind it, of no. it's 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 a little more difficult because it's like, well, what is Ray ultimately after? I mean, the end of seven, she goes there ultimately. I think like seven ends with her. Yes, she's going to Luke and hopes that. She'll become a Jedi with whatever and whatever that might mean. She's hoping that Luke will teach her. That doesn't happen. So she has no defined thesis statement, so to mm. speak. You know, she for herself, you know, yeah. she she thinks, you know, once once episode seven ends, once the Force Awakens ends, she's like, I'm going to go to Luke, I'm going to learn from Luke, and he will tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and that, well and that's well, and almost- that's part of her thesis in eight though, is is like I need to learn my place in all this. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. afraid of everything that's come up in her in seven, right? Like, I, I mean, I love those things she reveals to Luke, in in you know the, the the tree there, and again, like when she's defending the honor of the Jedi, <laughs> right? Like, yes. I'm afraid by what's awakened me, I need somebody, and Luke even says, "Yeah, you need a teacher, but I'm not going to teach you." And then later on, she says, "I just somebody needs to tell me my place in all this," and right in, um. Yeah. In some ways, I think maybe she does go to Kylo, hope, to Ben, hoping that he will. And what does oh, he yeah. reveal to her? You have no place in this, right? Yeah. Except to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, oh, I, mm, he yeah. says that, and I just want to smack this, that, <laughs> that, you know, mop of luscious hair off his head. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, think it's I, almost... I, don't, I don't think she knows yet. Yeah, what yeah. her goal is? Sure, precisely. I don't think it's... she knows yet, and and nine is going to define that. And maybe the culmination of nine is her finally figuring out what that is. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we were we're going to end with this goal, with this ah, 
Yeah. Here's what I have to do. <laughs> and I, then we just leave it. Can I make and, a quick connection? Because yeah. um, it, it just kind of popped into my head. And it's a connection between Ray and Han. Um, oh, of course. Shocking. I love it. But, I love it. But I think it, I mean, I think it works. Seven really does a lot to support why they connect so well. And then oh, yeah. you watch Solo and you can understand it even more because they both mm-hmm. come from nothing. Yeah. Right. Think about this. And, and again, and I, I want to make this somewhat real world for a second. People that struggle every day of their life, living hand to mouth, they don't really dream big because you can't, right? Yeah. You, know, right. Yeah. you know, I think, and I don't, I don't mean this is an indictment on any of us, but all three of us, I think, have probably lived pretty privileged lives in the sense that we can even dream, right? We could dream to be something mm-hmm. more, to do something more with our lives. We've all had the privilege of going to college and being educated yeah. and having good lives. Um, so we've always had that luxury. Luke Skywalker had the luxury of having, like, yeah, he doesn't have the maybe the best uncle and aunt, but like, well, <laughs> I take that back. Baru is dope. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I will hear yeah. a word. Yeah, yeah. Baru. But like, yes. but Luke in a way, like he's privileged in the sense of like, he grows up with a loving parental units. Like, yeah, it's not the most exciting life, but he can at least look to the stars and dream for more. Got the car. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, and, you look and, at- and, and Anakin has the same sort of setup because even though he's a slave, his master's not that harsh on him, not like Gardola the Hutt. Well, um, and I he's got a... Even the nicest slave master is still a slave, slave master. Right, I would yes. more no, say I, that him yeah. being then taken to the most prestigious but, academy is... Right, right, right. right. But, but, no, so but just, I, I'm saying, but he has, even despite all of this stuff, he's got a loving mother who provides a safe, secure home at mm. the end of the day, and that gives him the opportunity to dream. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like just but again, like thinking of Han, Han's only dream, like and again, I love that in the opening of the movie, like he just wants to be among the stars. He doesn't have a clear cut goal. I mean, his only goal to Kira as they're leaving is I just want to be a pilot. Right. He doesn't have some like heroic dream for his life. Right. Um, because of the fact of the life he's grown up in. It's been a hand to mouth, horrible existence. And I think yeah. in some way the same you could be said you know you can say the same for Ray. Ray grows up as a scavenger, abandoned by her family. Her life is simply about survival. So, yeah. do you dream big, right? And I think you can even connect her a bit to Kira, right? Like Han tries to say to Kira towards the end of the movie like, "Come with me, like we're going to be great and fine." And Kira's like, "You just don't get it. Like that's not yeah. the existence we we don't have that luxury." Like we just, it's to stay in the game as long as you can, right? <laughs> Kira is a survivor. Ray, mm-hmm. to an extent, is a survivor. So, does she have some big lofty goals? No. Like, her goal is simply, I mean, her, her simple desire in Force Awakens is just to have connection. Yeah. Um, and all along as she tries to make it, she keeps losing it. She makes a connection with Han, she loses it. She thinks yeah. she makes a connection to Ben, she loses it. She never yeah, even Finn, really... he walks away. Finn walks away. It's so hard yeah. when he does. Yeah. So, you know, like, so I bring that, I bring that up to almost say like, yeah, like no wonder we don't have an answer because Ray has never had the luxury to ask that mm. question of herself. Of what does um, she want more? Yeah yeah. 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 She knows she's meant for something more by the time we get into eight and she's mm-hmm. trying to navigate what that means for the first time in her life. She can even fathom the question. So I think nine is fought like it's it's a great place to be because nine is going to let us see what that kind of is going to be fleshed out to become. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So in a, and maybe this is a bit of a stretch to say and feel free to say, Carl, you're a fool. Um, but <laughs> Carl, like, you're a fool. <laughs> all the time. I'm going to text you that. Just Carl, you're a fool all the time. But like four or five and that's six. That's going to happen see, now, folks. That's, that's, that's not, that's not <laughs> you know, idle words. That's going uh, to happen. Katie's typing into her phone right now and waiting to hit send as soon as we're done. 1,000% doing that, yes. <laughs> but, you know, so six, four, five, and six are the beginning to end story, right? It's got this trajectory that progresses. Well, maybe seven, eight, and nine is almost this backward story. It's, you know, it works its way back. You know, and maybe um, yeah. thank you, Katie, Carl. You're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's just something in my head. Um, Check Twitter. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, great. You're um, very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I do. I, I all joking aside, I absolutely hear what you're saying. Oh. So, uh, I love her, you guys. Yeah, me too. She's an angel. I, I can't wait to see where when she takes us to Iago in nine. Um, yes, she's just going to spread her wings and fly. Yeah. Just, uh, so well, <laughs> we, you know, we guys, don't just her. <laughs> guys, we could obviously keep talking about Ray for the rest of the night, um, <laughs> but for the yeah. sake of time, I think we 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 can wrap it up here. Um, but don't worry, because next week we'll get to talk a little bit about Ray because of our poll. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is our poll next week, y'all? Well, our poll is going to be what is your favorite Ray moment? Oh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> Every Ray moment. I already know my answer. Um, <laughs> I I really do. I'm, I'm like, oh, hands down. Know it. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Case we'll closed. have to wait till next week. Yes. We are. Um, yeah. So please be sure to send us. Uh, you know, your favorite Ray moment for next week's episode. Yes. Stay tuned to our social media uh, where we will post that. And uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on our Ray discussion, if they want to weigh in on our Ray poll, if they just want to drop us a ray of sunshine, hey! where, where can they do that? <laughs> uh, you can obviously find, find us on Twitter at Wampas Lair. We're on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast. You can email us at Wampas Lair Podcast at gmail.com. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash Wampas Lair Podcast. And Katie, where can we find you in the wild world of the internet webs? You guys can find me on Twitter at Poe Hot Dameron, where I will be telling Carl that he is a fool. Great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else you want to give us about Ray and her journey? Uh, I still want a slice of portion bread. It looks so delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Mr. Abrams. Hello, Hello, Mr. Abrams. Abrams. (laughs) Oh, God. Swoon. (laughs) Swoon. All right. And on that note, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 319. Katie's birthday episode, sort of. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who's the girl? For Carl and Katie, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.
Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly. Episode 4, Fire and Ice. time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Now it is a dark time for the rebellion. Its one major base on the ice planet Hoth has been located by an imperial starfleet commanded by Darth Vader. The Starfleet has moved out of light speed, my lord. All our ships made the transition without incident, but... You will pay a terrible price for your next hesitation, General. Comscan has detected an energy field protecting Hoth, where our probe droid was destroyed. It is a defensive shield, strong enough to deflect any bombardment the Starfleet can deliver. Such a shield demands huge amounts of raw power. The rebels cannot possibly operate it constantly. They are already alerted to our arrival. Admiral Arzel has brought the Starfleet out of light speed too close to Hoth. He... he felt that the advantages of surprise and a close striking distance were more vital. There is a give and take in any battle plan, my lord. Admiral Arzel is as clumsy as he is stupid. This will be no easy victory. No, Lord Leader. The rebels are well entrenched in ice caverns. They've turned that part of Hoth into a fortress. But we have the troops and the ships. In the end, we will crush them. But what idiotic waste of Imperial resources. A simple act of conquest now becomes a needless and costly battle. And tell me, Veers, do you regard that as wisdom? My lord, Admiral Ozzel is my superior. Admiral Ozzel is... Finished, General. Have him and Captain Piet contacted instantly. I wish to see their faces on the main communication screen. Very good, sir. Communication section? Yes, sir. Lord Vader will speak to Admiral Ozzel and Captain Piet at once. And General Veers. What is your command, Lord Vader? Prepare your men for a surface attack. We shall have to go in and dig these rebels out. Our Imperial Stormtroopers will land outside the range of a Rebel's shield and fight their way in. Yes, my lord. All Stormtroopers have been equipped for cold weather warfare, as per your orders. Our all-terrain armored transports are ready. This is your opportunity to prove your value to me, Veers. Vader, Admiral Ozzel and Captain Pieter with your Watch the main view screen, General. What you will see there, you would be well advised to remember. Greetings, Lord Vader. I salute you, my Lord Vader. My Lord, the Starfleet has moved out of light speed, as I'm sure you're aware. Tactically, we are now in 
Stand where you are, Captain Pitt. Yes, my lord. Admiral Ozzel, the power that closes in about your throat is the Force. It is my anger reaching forth to end your life. Oh, Vader, please, no! It is pointless to merely punish someone so useless. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Captain Beard. Yes. Yes, my lord. Make ready for an assault landing beyond the Rebels' energy field and deploy the fleet so that nothing can escape from off. I, uh, as you command, Lord Vader. Command now, Admiral Beard. Thank you, my lord. I won't fail you. Excellent, Beard. Or if you should, you know the consequences. you're going to be flying in Master Luke's X-Wing fighter is no reason to... to get cocky, as Captain Solo might put it. Just you listen to me. I don't want you getting our master into trouble, something for which you have an almost uncanny gift. Just take okay. good care of him. Do you understand? Yes, and, and do take good care of yourself, too. Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's begun again. You and me both, 2-1-B, but thanks for pulling me through. Again, you are most welcome. Sir, hmm? I was told to consult you. My medical center is being evacuated insofar as is possible, but it will take considerable time and effort to evacuate the T-47s. Oh, yeah, I'm really sorry, 1-B, but we're gonna have to forget the heavy equipment. It seems wasteful that the T-47s must be scheduled for demolition. Well, would you rather have the Empire use them? I am a medical droid, sir. My political programming is limited. Take it from me, 1B. You wouldn't. I once practiced medicine in an Imperial clinic. I take your meaning, Commander. Listen, did you see my comlink around the medical center? The techs are repairing it. Like yourself, it underwent some very unhealthy usage. Right. Well, if anybody's trying to get in touch with me, tell them I'm on my way to the Snowspeeder hangar with a stop off at the Millennium Falcon's hangar bay. It is my hope that you continue in health, working to the good Commander Luke Skywalker. Quarter turn, Chewie. Quarter turn, you hear me? Any more than that, they'll be picking up the pieces. Okay, that's it. Let's give her a try. Off! Turn it off! It's overloaded, Chewie! Turn it off! Okay, don't start in. Let's just fix the ship. Evacuation call it. Run for your life is more like it. Now do it right this time, Chewie. I'd like to lose some empty air where the fog it used to be. Hi! 
Chewy! Hey, you two, have you gotten around to junking this old bucket? That's gonna cost you next time you want a joyride, Junior. And Chewy says you ride with the ballast from here on in. Where are you going in the funny suit, Commander? Snowspeeder. Haven't you heard about the Imperials? Why else would we have four tools in each hand? This one's gonna be rough, pal. I'll say. The command center says we got a whole Starfleet on our hands. Starfleet? Got any more good news? Kind of short on that right now. I got a bad feeling I know who it is out there, too. Well, what do you think? Vader'd send in the second team? You know, those X-Wings of yours have a blind spot just aft and underneath. Now keep an eye on it. Keep moving. You want to wipe my nose, too? <laughs> you know, you looked a lot better when you used to wear your blast shield down over your face. <laughs> hey, Chewie, don't let Han wreck this crate, all right? I'll see you both back. Chewie! Put me down! Look, if you two want to be alone, I can go. Oh. <sighs> Nothing like a Wookiee goodbye. <laughs> What's the evacuation plan? Oh, we're going in groups. One transport and two fighters at a time. So everybody's scheduled for an evacuation ship? Yeah. The, the command center people too? Yeah, her too, hon. Her who? Take a guess. I'm sure Chewie will nudge you when you get it right. Why do I get the sudden urge to put you back in the medical school? That's me. Watch out for yourselves, you two. That's our life's work. So you told me. Well, I gotta go. Stay sharp. Is everyone here? Uh, Commander Skywalker's on his way, Princess Leia. No. The transport ships will leave one at a time as soon as they're loaded. We can only afford two X-Wing fighter escorts per transport. We can't keep our defensive shield open for long or the Starfleet will breach it. Each flight will have to squeak through, so you fighter pilots stick close to your transports. We have the ion cannon trained on the escape corridors up there. When the shield opens, it'll fire several rounds to make sure that any Imperial warships will be out of your flight path. When you've gotten past the energy shield, proceed directly to the rendezvous point. Understood? What about the ground troops, Your Highness? They pull back as we evacuate. Things are going to get pretty grim towards the end. How's the last ship going to get out? We'll set the ion cannon to fire on automatic and run for it. For what it's worth, that's the ship I'm riding. Any questions? I won't pretend that this retreat is a victory. Our mission today is not to defeat the Empire. What we must do is to keep the Rebel Alliance alive. Understood, everyone? Yes. Okay, everybody to your station. Princess, you're developing a real command presence. Oh, matter of necessity. I'd meant to speak to you, Luke, but there was so much to do. I know, I know. We've all been rushed. I just thought I'd stop by before I get rogue flight into the air. I need a favor. Of course, Luke, if I can. Listen, R2 will be leaving with me in my X-Wing. But I'd be grateful if you'd keep 3PO with you. Didn't you know that I would, Luke? Even though R2 and 3PO think they're looking out for us. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. You're in the last flight out, too. Uh-huh. My choice. Commander Skywalker, report to Rogue Flight, Megaman. Yep, that's me. So, you came to say goodbye? No, 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 no. I just came to say... I'll see you later. Uh-huh. Just that. That I will see you later, then. What are you talking about? Commander Skywalker, report to Star Speaker, Megaman, But I meant what I said, Luke. Look, we'll all make it. You'll see. I know. Well, may the Force be with you. May it be with us all, Luke.
sensors indicate Imperial landings in Zone 12. I want ground positions and monitoring techs to stay alert. Imperial's primary target will be our power generators. Make ready to open the shields for the first transport. Excuse me, Your Highness, but how may I be of assistance? Well, I'm not sure. Just stay ready, 3PO. Of course, Your Highness. Base is now in full alert status. Snow speeders launching now. Repeat, rover flight launching now. General message for you. Coming in now. Let's hear it. Command center, this is Echo Station 3T8. We have a sensor report on something approaching the base. Nothing clear. Reported by Outpost Beta. Controller, get me Outpost Beta. Outpost Beta here. I have a visual now. These things look like animals. They're huge. Maybe 10, 15 meters high. Four-legged and their heads move. They're made out of metal. They have extremely heavy armor and armament. I count six of them so far. Walkers. Yes, your highness, walkers. You've got Imperial all-terrain armored transports out there, Lieutenant. What's their speed? Well, they'll be within firing range of the perimeter in another minute or so. Hoth base must be extremely important, Your Highness. The Empire is employing its most powerful ground weapons today. Right. I imagine they intend this to be the final battle. And I'm afraid the Empire's in for a disappointment. Outpost Beta. Yes, sir. Those walkers will pick up your presence any time now. You and your men get out of there on the double. Understand me, son? Halfway home, General. Outpost Beta out. Flight launch, General. Commander Skywalker's forming for attack. Patch him in over the communications net. Sir. Tell everyone on the perimeter to get set. Walkers have opened fire on Echo Station 57, sir. Open fire, controller. Open fire. Echo Station 57, this is Rogue Flight. We're on our way. Master Luke. The Imperial walkers are firing on Outpost Beta, sir. We think most of our men got clear. We have the walkers in sight now. They've slowed to combat mode. Remind everyone that we're short on ammunition and power. Don't waste it. Yes, Your Highness. What's the status on the snow speeders? They're nearly at Echo Station 57, sir. The walkers have knocked out two of our gun emplacements with long range fire. General, those snow speeders are flying into a pretty uneven fight. Someone's got to engage the walkers. We need time. The first transport ship is off. Prepare to fire ion cannon. Transport approaching the defensive shield, sir. Open the shield. Fire ion cannon two rounds. Ion cannon. Fire one and two. Serious story, story on innocent course. Round miss. Oh, no. Second round hit. Oh, but will that suffice? Destroy your shields, overloading. She's losing her health. Transport and escorts are in the clear. The clear! Oh, that's one, Your Highness. Yes. A part of the rebellion has survived. Attention, off base. The first transport has gotten clear of the Imperial blockade. Walkers are breaking through the outer defenses. What about rogue flight? Signal from Commander Skywalker. He sighted the walkers. Rogue Flight is attacking. Rogue Flight, the walkers are breaking through. We're taking heavy losses. Where are you? Right overhead. Just stay out of our way. Dak, you're all right back there? I feel like I can take on the Empire by myself, Luke. I think I know what you mean, but you won't have to. Just lend a hand on that gun. We'll be all right. What about you, Luke? You're the one who just got out of the medicine. Part of the job. Rogue flight, take up positions. Wing leaders, form up on me. Look at them, boss. Great big and great targets. I know, Zeb, but they got a long reach. Rogue leader to rogue flight, form for attack pattern Delta. Will you look at those walkers? Has there ever been anything so big and gray and ugly, Luke? If you don't like them, I'll take you down where you can do something about it, Dak. All right, this is for the money, Rogue Flight. Keep tight now. I have gunlock on the walkers, Dak. How you doing? Luke, my screen's a blank. I have no approach vector. I'm not set. Steady, Dak. Forget the screen. Eyeball it. Okay, Rogue Flight. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. All right, coming in. Javi, you still with me? Right on your elbow, boss. I'm going in between the legs of the first one, then over the back of the second. Got it. 
Watch out for the heavy guns in those head turrets. Keep an eye on which way the heads swing. I'm on approach vector four, Dak. Pick them up on your eight. Luke, they got Rogue Six. Careful, everybody. Dak, give them everything you've got. I'm trying. It has no effect. Watch that counterfire, you guys. The walkers just shrugged it off, Luke. Rogue Flight, that armor's too strong for our blaster cannon. We're gonna have to use our harpoons and tow cables. Go for their legs. It's the only chance of stopping them. Luke, you think we've got a chance? Just watch. Dak, tell me what you want, Luke. We're gonna have to improvise here. Stand by the harpoon gun. Wait, Luke. We've got a malfunction in the fire control computer. I'll have to cut in the auxiliary. Never mind that. Just hang on. Hang on, Dad. Get ready to fire that tow cable. Just give me a target. I'll hit it. There's nothing I can't screw. Ah! Dak! Dak! The walkers are moving in on the power generators, Luke. What's wrong? Wedge, I've lost my gunner. You're gonna have to make this harpoon shot yourself. I copy, Rogue Leader. I'll fly cover for you and draw the walkers fire. Have your gunner set his harpoon. Follow me on the next pass. Coming around, Rogue Leader. Lead me to him, Luke. Steady, Rogue Three. All right, it's your show, Wedge. Gunner ready. Activate harpoon. Fire! Good shot, Jansen. Luke, the cable's secured to the walker's leg. Wind that cable around its legs. The only chance we have to stop a walker is to trip it. Keep up the slack on that line, Jansen. Sit, Wedge. You're doing it. One more pass. Detach cable. Cable detached, Wedge. Get us out of here. Working, it's working! The walker's legs are tangled in the cable! It's falling! It's down! Command center, this is Rogue Leader. The walker's down. All right. Let's tackle the next one. Rogue 2, are you all right? Yeah, I'm with you, Rogue Leader. Set your harpoon, Sev. I'll cover for you. Coming around, Luke. Sev, look out. Break left. Break left! Javi, the crossfire's murder down here! Ah! I'm hit! I'm going down! General Riken, Rogue Leader's gone down. He's crash-landed. Master Luke! It can't be! It mustn't be! Is Luke all right? Did he get out? I'm trying to find out, General. Let me talk to Rogue Flight Controller. Rogue 3, this is Riken. I copy, General. You're in charge now, Wedge. Can you see Luke? Negative. Wait! I see him. Oh, Master Luke, I never doubted. 3 oh, shh! Oh, he got clear of the ship just before a walker crushed it. I'm gonna try for a pickup. Negative, Wedge. You'd only throw your life away, and I can't spare you. General Riken! Luke can make it out of there on his own. But someone must go to his rescue. 3 General Riken is right. I don't believe this. Luke's going after the walker. No, Master he's Luke, don't do it! He's got a cable attached to his underside, and he's hauling himself up. We can't even give him covering fire. He's too close. Well, what's he doing? I can't see him. I don't think the Imperials can either. He must be hanging onto the walker's underbelly. Master Luke, has he become Wait, logical? He's dropping clear. He looks like he's okay. There's an explosion inside the walker. I think he got a sapper charge into it. I see secondary explosions. The control turret just blew, and the walker's going down. Rogue Three, can you see Luke? He's headed for the transports. No, hurry, Master Luke, hurry! That's all right, he's out of the line of fire. I'm taking Rogue Flight in for another attack. Play it carefully, Wedge. Just buy us as much time as you can, then get back here for the final evacuation. You don't have to tell me twice, but the walkers are still advancing. Okay, Rogue Flight, form up on me. Time to earn your pay.
General Veers to Starfleet, inform Lord Vader that rebel resistance is beginning to crumble. My walkers will be inside their outer defenses momentarily. General Veers, all remaining walkers are advancing according to plan. Very good. And our stormtroopers? They are ready to debark for ground assault as soon as we pass the base's outer defenses. Concentrate all fire on the defenses for now, but have all walkers fire on the rebel power generators as soon as they're within range. Yes, sir. Ship now. Oh, well, with all due respect, Your Highness, Master Luke was quite definite in order to meet with you. Thank you, Thank you. I'm very glad. There! There! Are you all right? You okay? Han, why are you still here? Uh, I heard the command center been hit. The shield's held. I thought you'd gotten your clearance to leave. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll leave. First, I'm going to get you to your evacuation ship. You mean you and the Wookiee actually fixed the Falcon? Miracles will never cease. stronghold about to fall, the rebels must try to escape to the stars. With a terrible determination, Darth Vader throws all his forces against them. The Starfleet encircles the planet, the stormtroopers assault Hoth's defenses. And rebels, racing against time and battling against overwhelming odds, seek desperately to keep the light of freedom from going out forever.
Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back by Brian Daly, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Featured in the cast were Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, and Anne Sachs as Princess Leia. Also heard were James Eckhouse, Peter Friedman, Peter Michael Goetz, Merwin Goldsmith, Gordon Gould, Russell Horton, Stephen D. Newman, Jeffrey Pearson, David Rashi, Don Scardino, Gary Taken, and Jerry Zaks. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back was directed by John Madden with Tom Vagley. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Casting and production coordination by Mel Saar. The executive producer was John Boss. Post-production was realized at Studio M in St. Paul on the 3M digital mastering system by Tom Vagley.